Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Before we get going on our topic today, which is Exodus 90, by the way, Dave and I had a couple things that we wanted to discuss about Exodus 90 that we did not get a chance to on this episode, so we continued the conversation over on our YouTube channel. If you go over to YouTube, type in the Catholic Man Show, hit that subscribe button. We always continue our conversations a little longer than what we do on our episodes on our YouTube channel, so make sure you go check that out, because I think that we said a couple things on there that we really wanted to say on this episode, but just did not have the opportunity to do so. Another quick thing that I wanted to discuss is I wanted to thank all of our Patreon members. Man, our patrons are, are such a big help to us. They've uh, really stepped up. We've been growing quite a bit, and in, in because we have been growing, we've been able to do more things. We have over 26 different interviews with Bishop Olmsted, Father Calloway, Archbishop Chaput, Patrick Coffin, uh, Raymond Arroyo, Jason Everett, just to name a couple of them. We have a lot of interviews that we have uh, just for our patrons, so you'll have access to that. We also send a whiskey glass, a Catholic Mantra Glen Karen glass, to all of our patrons. They're $10 or more a month. Uh, as a thank you gift. We also are doing a 10-part series on the domestic church involving our wives. We're having our wives help us write a 10-part series. Uh, that's uh, available to our Patreon members as well. We have a few other things that we're really in the works, trying to get in the works. One is trying to do a Catholic Mancho father-son campout cookbook. Um, and so we really would like to get that going. We have another project that we're trying to work on. So the more that you're able to help support us, the more we're going to be able to be put out. None of this stuff goes into our pocketbooks, guys. We always we always put it right back into our show. Dave and I don't make any money on this. So I uh, wanted to let you guys know that. Also, for those who may not have heard, right after we recorded this episode, Dave's lung collapsed the next day, uh, and he had to be taken by ambulance to the emergency room. He had surgery. Uh, he's doing good. He's in a lot of pain, doing well. He's hoping to get out by this next Monday. So we're, we're hoping that that is the case, that he will recover qu- quickly. So I wanted to thank everybody who has been praying and been fasting for him and his quick recovery. He's in great spirits. I walked into the hospital and he looked at me and said, Eche homo. Uh, so he's doing well. I told him to stop taking Lent so seriously. He's making us all look bad with all of his uh, suffering that he's going through. But um, please continue keeping him in, in, in your prayers and your family's prayers. I know it means a lot to him and his family, but it sure does mean a lot to me as well uh, as his best friend. It's, it's tough to see those that you love um, going through hardship. So anyway, thank you so much for all of your prayers. Uh, also, the Oklahoma Catholic Men's Conference is this weekend. Dave and I were planning on going. Uh, unfortunately, Dave won't be able to be there, but Juan and I are going to be there. So if you're going to the Oklahoma Catholic Men's Conference, make sure that you swing by our booth. Come say hi to us. We'll be doing some interviews. We'll be doing. Uh, we'll still be doing quite a bit of stuff over there at the Oklahoma Catholic Men's Conference. So uh, make sure you, you swing by and say hello to us. Thanks so much for uh, all of your prayers, all of your support. We're very humbled and grateful for it. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please make sure that you give us a review on iTunes. That always helps promote our show. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. This is an episode on XS90, sponsored by Select International Tours. Today, I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, If we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, is not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic man show is about to begin. Hey 
Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. I'm Adam Minahan, sitting here with David Niles. Sands Juan, he's not feeling well, so offer a prayer to him. Everybody, him. everybody is sick right now. Everybody is sick. Everybody's sick. Mike. I'm a little sick. I'm a little sick. My kids are sick. My wife is a little sick. Every, Lady Pamela is Haley's sick. not feeling good today. Lady Lady Haley. Yeah. So uh, it's just going around. So my, I want to tell you this. My kids have started something unprompted. Okay. Which makes it even better. My daughters somehow got the idea to start calling me King Daddy. King Daddy. Yes. Nice. And uh, I reward them by, like, when when Elizabeth... Just oh, like, you reward... Unbeknownst to me, they started calling me King Daddy, and then I reward them every time they so do it. So, if they call me King... If Elizabeth calls me King Daddy, I will say, yes, Princess Elizabeth. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You want probably want to look at me, probably. When, when, when you're talking. talking. Yeah. God. Wanted, the buttons. The, I don't want to do the buttons. I know. Well, Yet here they are. We added a new button. See, look. There's the far away us, and then the and then the close up us, a little closer up us. That's for you guys. So last week we talked about John Senior. We talked about uh, the restoration of Christian culture, yeah. the book that he wrote. I mentioned I, I can't remember if I mentioned it in between segments or on, in the segment that uh, we got rid of our TV. Yes, I can't remember which which. Yeah, but we got rid of our TV in in our living room thanks to John Senior, basically. And now, and I, I've, I finally sold it, finally sold the TV with the sound bar and all that stuff. You got someone to come up and show up. Yes, it took forever, but um, we did do that. So, But I need your help. I need the people who are listening's help because we're trying to figure out what painting we're going to put up above the fireplace in replace of the TV. Yeah. And religious art is so hard, man. It's hard. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I've even tried to say, I've said to myself, oh, the internet, it knows. I'll ask the internet. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of get the mainstream classic art. Right. You know, and, but then I'll see, I'll go somewhere or, you know, like maybe in a, like a booklet, I'll open up and here's a stunningly beautiful Christ Christocentric, I don't know who wrote it, you know, I, I, I don't know who painted it, mm -hmm. but it's like, what? Where has this been in all of my Google searching? I know. So Google is hiding that from me. It's hiding it. So tag us something. on Twitter or Facebook. Give us some idea. Give me some ideas because we're trying to figure it out. Uh, we like uh, the Angelus. Who who did that one? Do you remember? That is Jean something French. Yeah, it's a French dude. Um, that was really his Angelus. most famous painting. We 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 really like that one. I found another guy. Uh, this John week, Mon no, not or actually today, uh, George George Hardy. I liked some of his stuff. Um, anyway, I'd like to hear your guys' opinion. So if you can, if you have a really cool painting that you uh, want to suggest, tag us on Twitter or Facebook or something and let us know. I'd appreciate yeah. it. So I heard overheard you and Haley talking about what kind of painting so this is going in your living room mm -hmm. above the fireplace where the television used to be mm -hmm. and so you were saying that you wanted something that you could contemplate you know if i thought you made a good a good point that if you're going to be seeing it a lot mm -hmm. then you want something that's going to be you know that more and more the more you see it the more you ruminate right the more depth you can come to mm -hmm. that's my that's what i would like that, so that's your approach right the other so and I like that approach. I just wanted to say, you know, there's a, the other alternative could be a painting that is says something about the activities that take place in the room. Uh, yeah. See, I know. That's, yeah. There's, you know. So what do you do? I and, was telling. I think either way could be right. Yeah, but I was telling you about that uh, George Hardy guy that I, that I just okay, came yeah. across as artist, and he was he he like has done some paintings that are more about like the like just regular family sittings or settings. Um, you know, that are just generic, like just the common family like uh -huh. a, a screenshot, basically, of like, here's the dad. He's taking care of the food and the mom is prepping the meal, you know, like it, it, the kids are at the table. So, I mean, it's just like, that's a good kitchen picture. Y mm -hmm. You know, there's just these screenshots of the, the domestic life. Right. And I like that idea, too. Yeah, I see this. I this is a temptation or maybe an overreaction that I often sense in myself, like, no. I want everything to be like badass Christian. 
you know, like Catholic to the max. Right. And, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, really just taking your Catholic faith to the, you know, in just every single facet of your life. Okay. But if you don't, if you just overdo it. Right. And you don't do it without thinking about it. You just say, nope, it's got to be Catholic no matter what. You know, if it's not overtly Catholic, it's not right. going in my house. You know, that's kind of a, an attitude that I need to temper in myself because if you just do that with everything, then it kind of waters down. Mm-hmm. You know, if everything is Catholic to the max, well, I don't even like saying it that way because things should be Catholic to the max. They don't have to be in your face. Explicitly. Explicitly like, Catholic. Well, because like even the, the Angelus picture, it if you didn't know anything about that, you know the, the if you didn't really know anything about the angelus they're there yeah. and they're they're kind of just looking down you could even make an argument i don't even know if they're praying or not well originally they weren't okay so i mean yeah so, anyway. so a guy commissioned that mm-hmm. painting and uh he never came to pick it up oh no kidding yeah and so uh the guy jean well, in the break we'll have to look up what the guy's name is Maybe someone on Facebook can tell us who wrote, who painted the Angelus. Uh, when the guy didn't pick it up, he painted a church in the background and changed the name. Nice. It was called the Potato Crop or something. Hmm. Um, what 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 did he say no to to say yes to the Potato Crop? Well, you know, if you're a painter and someone says I'm going to pay just, you money, it was just a joke. Yeah, it's a bad one. I mean, I'm sorry, you I'm just, sick. You just paint. It's a bad joke. Like, hey, if someone's going to give you money to paint something, I will paint it for you. Right. That's it's like, I don't care how dumb I think your idea is. You're willing to pay for it. So right. you got it, man. Yeah. I'll paint you. I'll paint you some potatoes. Anyway, we're drinking tea today. <laughs> Great transition, bro. This is the, the, uh, the man beverage segment of our show. Yes. Um, this is a tea that my wife likes to drink. It's so a delicious tea. I figured, you know, if my wife likes it, Let's have it on the man show. <laughs> what what kind is it? So, this is Madagascar vanilla. Okay. Maybe that's why I like it, because it, it has vanilla in it. I yeah. like a lot of things with vanilla. It's an African red herbal tea. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. But the reason I picked it is because it's caffeine-free and it's really late. Hmm. It's, otherwise, it's delicious. Otherwise, I would have probably brought like... Uh, Earl Grey. Oh, Earl Grey. I mean, yeah, I really like Earl Grey. There's also we have a uh, cinnamon something tea that's it's black tea with cinnamon in it, hmm. right? You know, and it's pretty good too. But I was up late last night. I didn't want to be drinking caffeine right before I go to bed. Good idea. Honestly, I can I can do that. I can drink tea and then go right to bed. But I just want to I just want to get some good sleep. I hear you. Man. You know what I mean? I don't know anything about that right now. Yeah. Leo is a, a, our two month old is like he for a while there he was sleeping almost six hours a night. So we we're like, yes. You got comfortable. We got comfortable. Shouldn't have done that. And the tides have turned, and he's going getting up like every two and a half hours, yeah. which just makes and he when he gets up it's like he is screaming like he is not happy. So it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. It's been tough. So yes, I agree with you. I would love to get <laughs> persevere some some good sleep, but yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, but anyway. So yes, we're drinking this. It really is good. Um, and I'm finished with it. We're still dr- the first segment, so that's gonna be awkward. We're drinking that because we're gonna be talking about our ascetical practices that we're doing right now, called Exodus ninety mm-hmm. on the show. It's, we're halfway. So yes, we're, we're going to talk about what's it like, what we like, what we don't like, maybe. Right. I don't know. We didn't really t- discuss what we were going to do. We're just going to talk. We're going to progress report, kind of. Okay. Yeah. See, you know, what are the, what freedoms do you have now that you didn't have 42 days ago? Okay. If you have any, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. We haven't talked about it. But anyway, so that we're drinking tea today because... Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about excess 90 is you, you don't give, drink you abs- alcohol, you abstain from alcohol. Now we, you, you might say, well, guys, you have been drinking alcohol. Well, so it says no, you know, all of these ascetical practices are unless you're required to do so for work. So if you are a, a brewer, if you brew beer, obviously you're going to need to be drinking alcohol if mm-hmm. that's your job. And so 
one of our jobs here on the show is to review drinks. We've been doing that. But today, since we're talking about Exodus 90, we're drinking tea. Right. Which I think is apropos. Yeah, it is It is right and just. It's fitting. Truly. Truly. Okay, so when we get back, we'll jump into the gear. I was really excited about this gear once you brought it over because, I, one, I'd never heard of it. And, two, it would be a great thing to pick up right before Lent to exactly. pray with your wife. Exactly. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll, we'll give you the progress report on Exodus 90. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Sick Man Show. <laughs> David Niles. Yeah. Here with Adam Minahan. We're both sick. We're doing all right. But I'm still ready to suffer yet more, my lord. I'm ready to suffer yet more. I have a little uh, spit up on the on my shirt this evening. Wear it proudly. It's like a badge of honor, I think, spit up on a on a shoulder. But that's okay. It's on, it's on my new... You like my new... Uh, Pints with Jack shirt. I do. I do. Is this fuzzy? No. No, it's not. It it's looked. It looks almost like it's kind of uh, suede, fuzzy. You know, like if you brush it one way, it kind of changes colors. Oh yeah. Kind of looks like that. Yeah. But it isn't. It's a great C.S. Lewis podcast. Mm-hmm. David Bates and Matt. Some. I'm sorry, Matt. I don't remember your last name, but they they do the the podcast. David's been on our show a couple times. Hopefully, again he will be. Very cool guy. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into the gear, dude. Okay, I want to so, hear about this. Um, my spiritual director gave this to me at my at our last session, and it just is really, really nice. Um, it's this it's this book. Let's see. Nope. Oh, that's Adam. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So it's this book. It is the Way of the Cross for Couples. So it's praying the Stations of the Cross, but it's written for couples specifically to use for you and your wife it's written by pierre marie dumont and it's published by magnificat okay a couple things i like about it uh i've never seen a way of the cross for couples so i thought that was kind of an interesting um layout especially as a married man like Mm -hmm. yeah this is cool um it's well bound it's a nice which you are you are a sucker for that. Right. We just talked about this in the last episode. Right. So it's it's nice hardcover binding, mm-hmm. um, gold uh, leaf or whatever you call it. You call edge. it gold leaf. It's it's got the gold on the edge, edge of, the of the pages. So you know it's it looks really nice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The text on the front here matches the gold leaf, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just like a regular way of the cross. Um, the very beginning, there's a lot of good stuff. It talks about. Um, some of the illustrations in here. Um, so if you if you see, there's a flower right here, if you look on the camera. Uh, there was an Augustinian monk, said his name, but it's like some name, okay. some other language. Sure. Not English. Uh, anyway, he was a missionary in Mexico, and he was w- walking through Mexico, and he's looking at all these flowers he'd never seen before, that just flowers that don't exist in Europe, where he's from. So he was sketching them. Especially this one called the Passy Flower. No, let me just. That's what you said earlier. Passy Flower. That's yeah, what you called it earlier. Yes. The, uh, yeah. The or in English the Passion Flower. Okay. Um, that they were using in Mexico to evangelize the Mexican people about the Passion of Christ. Um, so it's impressive. Yeah. Here's so, a flower. Let me evangelize you. So there are like ten. There are like five petals and five leaves mm-hmm. on this flower that represent the apostles. And I know what you're thinking, because I thought the same thing. Like, well, that's only 10, and there are more than more than that. And they said, so it represents the apostles minus Judas. And I was like, all right, well, okay. Got it. We're getting closer, but still. We're one we're, off. Right. So I kept reading, minus Judas, oh, and minus Peter. Like, well, you can't throw out Peter. It's like, oh, because he denied Christ. So he, so for whatever reason, in this particular flower, it's it's a high bar. You know, not not that... You know, 
I mean, I Peter would, did deny Christ. Yeah, but he, he repented. He repented. He's still an apostle, yeah. right? I mean, I would have, I would have said like, like I can see Thomas, kicking. like Thomas, who doubted, doubted. In fact, we learned recently a couple times, right? Yeah, tradition has it that he doubted uh, Mary as well. Yeah, Mary's assumption. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah. No, it didn't happen. And yeah. then Mary like gives and Saint a, Thomas her belt. Her belt dropped from heaven into yeah. his lap or something. And he's like, "Dang it!" Like, listen, Tom, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy boy, come over here, sit down. We need to talk. Come here, smack. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you ever doubt again. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what were we talking about before? We were talking about the oh the yeah. So, the, so it's like to me anyway. That's just what that's the they were somehow they made it work okay. in Mexico. It worked. They were evangelizing. They made it work. Okay. So what's the so how does so the book work? The book works. It's very um, it's just like the Passion of the Christ. So you know, the Passion of the Christ, just like Stations of the Cross for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got each station, but there's nice illustrations as you go along. Jesus meets his mother's the fourteenth, the fourth sta- station. Um, there's uh, you know, a nice prayer here, and in the beginning it says, you know, here's a a guideline. Husband reads this. The wife reads this. You know, there's divided up into sections. Jesus' life, our life, our prayer, the the titles of the sections. Um, and then after each of those, those are kind of short. Then there's a psalm. Or, in fact, this one is, after this one's not a psalm, it's the Canticle of Jeremiah. Which, wow, which, I've not read the Canticle of Jeremiah before, it, I don't it's, think. I, it's part of the daily office. Oh. Um, well, then, I, I have, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, so... But most of the time afterwards, there is a psalm. Oh, and well, I don't know. Here's ca- uh, Canticle of Sirach. I don't know that one. But anyway, it's just really nice. Um, and you go through the whole book in the Stations of the Cross, which kind of looks like a lot of pages, but so you how, turn them how are quickly. you doing? Are you reading one a day? I just got it. Yeah. Well, so what's your game plan? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm gonna do it with Pamela. I want to do it at least once, uh, this Lent. You know, we go to stations with the parish on Fridays. Right. And in fact, in here it says, hey, don't let this take the place of going to stations of the cross Mm -hmm. on Fridays in Lent with your parish. You know, you should really be doing that at your parish. Yeah. Um, But it says, you know, there's some FAQs Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And it said, when can you pray? And it said, not to pray them on Sunday. It says, don't pray the Station of the Cross on Sunday. Okay? Or or solemnities. Hadn't makes really th- sense. Hadn't really thought about that, but okay. That makes you know, sense. It, it kind of does make sense. And I do know that there is a tradition that Our Lady was the first one to pray the Stations of the Cross, and in fact, it's a devotion that comes from her, that uh, immediately following Christ's death, she was returning to these places and literally walking the stations of the cross. Um, And it was her memory that passed on, oh, Jesus fell right here. Because she was the one, I mean... That's the tradition. Wow, that's pretty cool. Only John would have been an eyewitness as far as the apostles go, but it was her that was daily returning to all of these places Mm. to pray them. And then it was a devotion that was passed on uh, that she made popular, Stations of the Cross. And um, I believe that you can receive a plenary indulgence. There's a, at least a plenary indulgence available for praying the Stations of the Cross under certain cer- certain conditions. Hmm. Um, so look, that's worth looking into. Absolutely. Because, it, it, you know what, I think this is a, a devotion that kind of gets uh, pigeonholed into Lent. Right. Yeah, and I, I actually didn't, it was a few years ago that I realized that, oh yeah, I guess you could pray the Station of the Cross outside of Lent. And it, the Any only, season. Yeah, the yeah. only reason why I, I thought that is because I saw a guy doing it after Mass one day. Uh-huh. This was, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. And I thought, oh, he's praying the Stations and it's not even Lent. That's a great idea. I but can't... I like I like this the, the, the idea of this book because it's something that you and your wife are taking on together uh, yeah. during Lent. It's like something that you're... You're you're increasing your prayer life together as a couple. Uh, right. I like that idea because a lot of times I'll try to add something in my prayer life 
on top of, you know, something sacrificial that I, that I do. But, like, you know, I wanted to try maybe read more of the gospel or try to get through the gospel of Mark or, you know, do mm-hmm. something to add to my prayer life. This is a good idea because, I, like I said, it increases your prayer life with your wife right beside you. It talks about the vocation of marriage in here with respect to praying, the Stations of the Cross, and it it says that um, by following the spiritual itinerary of the Passion, stage by stage, station after station, they will discover why and how, this is referring to the couples who pray this, mm-hmm. their life as Christian spouses is, in quotes, a permanent reminder to the church of what happened on the cross. That, and I just like, wow, that's so beautiful. And that's true. Our vocation to marriage should be a reminder to the church of the passion of Christ, you know, because that's what we're called to do as husbands, is to love Christ, love our spouse, mm-hmm. our bride, the way Christ loved his bride, the church. Mm-hmm. You know, and laid himself down mm-hmm. to die for her. So that's what we're supposed to be doing. If we're doing it right, our lives together, husband and wife, should be an example to the church mm-hmm. and to the world of the passion. Yeah, I totally agree. It's you know, it's like yeah, it's my. Well, it's it, a great. It's something do, to reflect my, on for sure. Because does my do I look like that? I mean, like, am I being a reminder? I don't know. That's. I hope so. I don't know that I am. There are uh, people that you you realize almost instantly that you meet. You, you realize this guy gets it. Mm-hmm. This guy gets how to be a husband. And right. you, you can just tell by the way he. The, it's the little things. It's these little things that they do. Uh, you know, the opening the door for your wife. Uh, you know, making sure that she's taking care of. Uh, you know, pull out the chair for her. Mm-hmm. You need to, a cup of water. You know, something. It's the little things that you're always making sure that your wife is, you know, comfortable, good, you know, taking care of her, serving her the best you can. Yeah, yeah. It, And it's like, because I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know couples, and I think to myself, how can I... Replicate what he's doing. How can I do that? I want to be that guy. Right, so do I. Yeah. And I don't know how. I it's mean, just, it's like, because you look your, at them, and it's like, I don't know exactly what it is you're doing. He's just thinking of himself less. That you puts stop, out the vibe. You, you need to stop thinking of yourself. I just so much i don't think that's it (laughs) no no what else you got i think i'm no i'm gonna can no no we'll we'll, we'll come up with something else all right we'll talk about excess 90 when we get back we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass so adam you've never been to rome i know i keep telling you you have to drop what you're doing and go Dude, it's on my bucket it's list. It's on the bucket list. I know, man. Look, you've got St. Peter's Basilica. You've got Assisi, which is just a day trip away. I mean, the whole faith is just right there. Around every single corner in Rome is another church that will just blow your mind. I know. So if you're like me, you want to go to Rome, but you don't know where to begin, check out our show notes. There's a banner that says Select International Tours. Click that banner. They know how to turn your bucket list into reality. They've been doing this for over 30 years, so they know what they're doing. Check it out. That's Select International Tours. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with David Niles. Had a little bit of tea this evening. Madagascar vanilla. I thoroughly enjoyed. I finished it in the first segment. So. Yeah, you took a sip and said, "Ooh, that's good." Yeah, I'm just gonna chug it. <laughs> but uh, so, and then we talked about uh, the way of the cross for couples. Put out by the Magnificat. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much it is? I, I, it I was a not, gift to you. It, so it you, was. You, it was a gift, and there's no um, price tag. You know, sometimes there's like, oh, you can right. see how stuff costs more in Canada, right? Which is like, take that, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not sure how much it is. We actually have a number of good followers in Canada, and I don't mean that. I'm not directing that statement at them. Okay, just good. just the Canadian government. Okay, take that, Canadian government. Your books cost more. Uh, so we're going to talk about. I'm going to move on <laughs> before we like just annihilate, you know, annihilate our, everybody. Let's see. Okay, I was trying to look. I up want to Justin see. Trudeau coming after me. Yeah, I was trying to see how much this the, the book cost. But so we're going to talk about Excess Ninety today. 
We're halfway through. Yeah. So you and I are doing Exodus 90. Yes. We are almost halfway through. Today for us is day 42. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, 15 bucks, 14.95. That, not, that's a great price. Yes. Great price. Great price. Everybody go out and order it. Um, we'll, we'll add it to the show notes. Okay, so yeah, uh, we're almost halfway through, like oh, you it, said. But it's uh, someone just posted. It says it's ten dollars if you subscribe to, if you're a subscribe subscriber to the Magnificat. Oh, nice! You get a five dollar discount. Boom! There you go. So yes, we're doing Exodus ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those, Adam, why don't you give a rundown of what it is for somebody who doesn't know what Exodus Exodus ninety is? There are people out there who still don't know what Exodus. Okay, so it was originally uh, a, a group of guys who. who formed this idea for seminarians, basically to kind of kick pornography. I think they they themselves, as I understand it, this could be wrong, but there was a group of seminarians who all struggled with uh, pornography, addiction to pornography. Once again, this could be wrong. It's just... Yeah, and so they started the program. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but so they started okay. they started a program... That could be wrong. ...to, uh, to help seminarians uh, kick addictions to the internet, specifically with pornography. And as they continued going, they realized that more and more men were getting, seeing more and more fruits from it. And they realized, hey, this can be not only for seminarians, but for really anybody. And they catered to, so they they changed the direction from just seminarians to open it up to all men. And it's, a, it's basically a threefold uh, program with asceticism, prayer life, and brotherhood, fellowship. And so you you increase your asceticism in your life by taking cold, cold showers, by basically eliminating any sweets, not eating in between meals, uh, no sweet drinks, no alcohol, basically everything that you like, you you stop doing all the yeah, like you give up the the pleasures in life. Right, you so fast here, on on Wednesdays and Fridays. I have the list right here, so okay. I'll just read them. So yeah. as far as prayer goes, you there's a daily scripture and meditation to read. So you you're walking through step by step the book of Exodus. Right. And so your progress through these 90 days goes along with um the Israelites leaving the slavery of Egypt. Mhm. Okay. And so in the beginning they're slaves, they get free and then the, right now we're in the desert and they have freedom, but uh, they're murmuring about it. Yeah, because they're, they're free- complaining. Because the freedom, it you know, kind of there's a cost. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have to make some sacrifices, mm-hmm. and so they're saying things like, "Oh man, why did you bring us out here to the desert to die? You know, at least back in Egypt, our we flesh slaves, pots, we, we, our flesh pots were full. Right. You know, it's like, what are you saying? Pharaoh was murdering your children. Do you remember that? Right. And and you're complaining about the freedom you have now. So. Um, but, but how anyway, many t- how many times it, do we do that? Though, yeah, well, I it mean, relates it to us, you know. Like right. you give up social media and you complain about it, but social media has a way of stealing all of your time. It 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 enslaves your uh, attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, it does the same thing in small ways. So, the ultimate goal of Exodus ninety is to achieve freedom from these things that weigh us down. Detach yourself from worldly things. Right, okay, so re- there's reading the daily scripture and meditation, a daily holy hour. Uh, this is on the prayer section. We were talking about asceticism. We moved over to the prayer. Well, no, I, I said starting with prayer. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, a daily holy hour, which is, if you can't do a holy hour, it's a minimum of, of 20, 20 minutes, minutes of silent, silent prayer. prayer. Mm-hmm. So not, not praying the rosary, not like doing your uh, devotional prayers that you do. This is just silent contemplative prayer, okay? Um, so if you do 20 minutes of that, and then you pray a rosary, and then you pray like whatever devotionals you have already, you got yourself an hour right there. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for your fraternity, pray for the men in Exodus, and then a nightly examine, okay? So that's pretty much the regular stuff you, hopefully you're doing already. Um, the asceticism, take cold, sh- short cold showers. That's the one that gets all the attention, you know, the right. cold showers. That's actually not that big of a deal. I heard other people say that before I before we started, mm-hmm. and I thought they were dumb. Like no, the first week I I, I disagreed with you there. You like, thought it was pretty brutal. I thought it was brutal. Yeah, uh, but I had to change some things on how I formulated my day. Uh, and if you do it right after a workout, it's not bad. Not so bad. Right. 
yeah, on days where I get up out of bed, out of my warm bed, mm-hmm. and right into a cold shower, that is rough. Yeah. But it's, I, one thing I didn't realize, I can take a shower in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. I had, before Exodus 90, I would have said, no, there's no way I can do that because I've tried and it takes me about 10 minutes to take a shower, even if I go as fast as I can. I don't know how other people take showers faster than that, okay? That's what I would have said. Now I know. No, I was just an idiot. I was an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I must have just been standing there. Right. Anyway, so uh, short, cold showers. Practice regular, intense exercise. So you need three days a week of regular, intense exercise. Mm-hmm. Get a full night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Seven hours is recommended. That's difficult because that often means you have to sacrifice the thing that you want to do at the end of the night. It's also difficult if you have a newborn. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not, there's, there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> but, you know, like there's that thing where you, oh, let's watch a movie, but, you know, maybe you'll stay up till, you know, till 10 30. 11, yeah. Or something to watch the movie. Well, you can't because right. you got you to gotta get to bed. Not to mention you can't watch movies on Exodus 90 anyway. So um, abstain from alcohol, abstain from desserts and sweets, abstain from eating between meals, abstain from soda and sweet drinks. And then it says white milk, black coffee, and tea are permitted. Mm-hmm. So, it says black tea, but the way I interpret that is that no sugar and no milk in your tea. You can drink milk, but you can't, you know, no cream and sugar in your coffee, no cream and sugar in your tea. I don't think that they mean only black tea. You know, like... I don't know. You can't drink green tea. Right. I don't know. You can't drink... I don't know. So anyway, that's just the way... That's what I think they mean. Abstain from television, movies, or televised sports. Abstain from video games. No non-essential material purchases. That one was hard for me because I just got a record player for Christmas yeah. and it, it came in late and I had this idea of I wanted to get a, a several like old records of some classic blues and some uh, classical music that I was going to like play right, you know, right after dinner with the kids. Like I had this idea of this romantic idea of playing records after dinner and then X's 90 hit and I was like oh I can't go buy these records and then even if I did even if I was like well I'm just gonna go do it anyway I can't listen to the music you're not allowed to listen to music so it's like dang it because there are some loopholes you can have other people do stuff for you (laughs) like oh I can't look that up can you look that up for me right that's I don't know if it's just like does that defeat the purpose I've been doing that okay <laughs> like dad hey you know my dad did this last year okay so he knows I'm not allowed to do stuff he's not he's doing Exodus 91 which is like he's been doing that for a full year like nice. this new after Exodus program right. anyway, anyway so I like have other people google stuff for me because mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do that um yeah but even if you could you're not allowed to listen to music right uh so uh so I'm having to wait until after yeah, then the next one is only listen to music that uplifts the soul to God. Um, only use the computer for work, school, or essential tasks. Only use mobile devices for essential communication. Non-essential texting, app, and internet use is prohibited. And then on all Wednesdays and Fridays, abstain from meat and only eat one full meal, as well as two smaller meals that together do not equal one full meal. Mm-hmm. I love it how that's always, they write it out. Right. It's like, you can't just say the usual fasting do a Catholic fast. Here's the deal. I, I I do not know how you could do Exodus 90 and not lose weight. Mm-hmm. Because you are basically cutting out all sugar. You are uh, increasing exercise three times a week, rigorous exercise. You're getting a good night's sleep. Uh, you, you know, you're doing all these like super healthy yeah, sleeping things. Sleeping more will make you lose weight. Even yeah. that alone. Um, Cold showers will make you lose weight. <laughs> even that alone. Ca- burning calories. Yeah, well, it. Uh, I don't know like how much. Right. But... Uh, the cold water uh, promotes brown fat in your co- in your body, which brown fat is just a fat that burns calories. Hmm. It just keeps you warm. Well, I mean, and you're 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 cutting out all sugar and eating between meals. So yeah, I mean that's the big that's one. the big that's one. the big one. So I don't know how people don't lose weight. It just depends on what your meals look like. Still, you, you could be gorging yourself on all the all of your meals now. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess. But you're not eating in between meals. You're not constantly eating. You're you're cutting out a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. You're exercising every day, uh, you know, every week. You yeah. know, 
anyway, so I decided that now that we're going into Lent, so and there's so okay, you check in with your anchor every day, so you get oh the fraternity part, yeah, fraternity part. You have one person, and you do this as a community, as a small group. group. Then you pair up with one guy, and you check in with him every day, and so it's up to you guys to like hold each other accountable. And uh, there's a weekly meeting you have to do, and you have to pray for your fraternity. So that's all the stuff. When we get back, we'll talk about how it's been going for us. Okay. The pros and cons so far. Okay. I like that. Now that we, we've we laid the foundation, we've, yeah. we've laid the groundwork, That's, now we can get to the fun stuff. Now you know the stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're the only ones in the studio today, in the studio. A little lonely. It is. It's weird. It's very empty. Mm-hmm. So much empty space. Jim's not here. Jim's not here. Jim hasn't been yeah, coming. Where's been Jim? Where's Jim been at? I don't know. He's been busy, actually. Yeah, know. he has been doing a lot of family things. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're talking about Exodus 90. Um, we just finished laying all laying out all the rules. Mm-hmm. And some of the loopholes. Right. Looking for loopholes. Looking for loop. Looking for loopholes. Yep. One of them is, you know, it says cold showers. Doesn't say anything but a hot bath. There you go. I haven't taken. I think any. it's funny that they say short cold showers. Right. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I know. If it's like you be have cold, to say that. Yeah. A little redundant there. Oh man, really? Yeah. I was gonna... Can't take a long one. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. No wonder this is so hard. Okay. So what are your? Well, how has it been for you? You know what? Uh, and I'd like to hear, here's what I, I would like to hear, not just your pros. I'm I'm interested in hearing your cons. Okay, yeah, no, because I, I agree. I, I, I've heard other shows talking about Excess 90 and like all they do is they, they lift it up, all make it sound like that, yeah, you can do it. And you know, they, yeah. they're they trying to promote it, which is a good thing. But I want to hear, I want to hear. Like, it is really hard. It is hard. I want to hear the cons. Um. So I'll start with the, I'll start, start with the pros. Yeah. Um. The truth is that all of us, if you're listening to me right now, this includes you, we are all uh, pansified. We're all a bunch of pansies. Um, It's like our generation and just maybe like a couple before us are in a different class of humanity when it comes to how tough we are. Every generation before us, you know, like the greatest generation, so like our grandparents, um, they were, they grew up in the Depression. They were tough. Yeah, like in the in the wake of the of the depression. Mm-hmm. Like my grandfather, when he was seven, had a job hauling coal up a hill. He walked down a hole. He's seven. Walked down the hill with a bag. They fill it up with coal and he hauls it up the hill. Mm-hmm. And he'd get like a nickel for all day. Right. You know? Stuff like that. Like, what were you doing when you were seven? You weren't doing you weren't working slave labor. I was aggravating <coughs> my sisters. I can right, guarantee yeah. it. Okay. And then all of a sudden in like the 40s and the 50s, air conditioning was invented. And for the first time in all of the millennia of history, mm-hmm. humanity was never uncomfortable. Right. But I want to hear what I want to okay. hear yours. So the point is that I have all of these comforts and it is so good. It's I'm finding it very good to be deprived of them mm-hmm. because you don't need them. Actually, you don't need any of these things. Now, there's nothing wrong with nothing part of, in this about air conditioning. I was just using that as an example. So, uh, I have loved not being attached to my cell phone because there's no social media. Right. You know, um, and I still, I don't, I'm getting better, but, uh, for the first 30 days in the last 10 days, things have improved. I would still pull out my phone and look at it with like wanting to do something with it, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to get on Facebook. Right. Wanting to check Instagram. I mean, whatever it is. I want to be entertained. Wanting to play a game of chess. Mm -hmm. And I can't. And so I would check my email. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to actually respond to any of those emails. (laughs) I put it away. Adam sent me five emails and I don't want to respond to any of those. You know that's too many. You get two, 
you know more than that, I'm not going to respond. Right. So anyway, um, I have noticed, and doing the daily prayer, doing that 20 minutes every day of contemplative prayer, that has, I've really enjoyed that. Um, and I'm finding now that I'm starting to get where I'm able to focus more in prayer. I'm not getting distracted as much. So I think hopefully after 90 days of this, I will have a point where I can actually sit down and have more control over my thoughts. Just what what am I going to aim my intellect at? You know, me being in control of my intellect instead of um, the distractions that attack me. That's a big problem for me. Mm-hmm. So that's my pros. Uh, the cons are every all the pleasures in life are gone. So I've picked up smoking cigarettes. It's the only thing you're allowed to do. <laughs> he doesn't say anything about tobacco, and so it's like I had an I needed an outlet, and so now, now I smoke marble reds, like they're going out of style, and I might I might get cancer. No, that's not true. I I haven't done that, but I do like to joke about it because it does. It, there's nothing in there about like oh I guess you can smoke your pipe and cigars. I mean, praise God they left that out. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be nothing. We'd have nothing. Right. Um, just the cons are just how hard it is. Uh, for me, it's the sweets. That is my weak spot. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. That was not. There's cookies all over my office, man. And I'm not talking about like, you know, from a bag. You know, I'm not talking about like Keebler elf cookies. Okay. I'm talking. Those are good. They're they're fine. I'll, I'll eat a whole bag of them mm-hmm. if you let me. Right. Um. But I'm talking about like Merritt's bakery cookies or, you know, we're some high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all over the office and it's gotten worse, I think. Hmm. Um, so that's been good because I've had to really learn restraint and just look at them and the smells, you know, you'll smell some pie or something. What I, So now what I do is when I smell something delicious on a day I'm fasting, I I thank God for the smell. It's like, oh, wow. It's because I'm so hungry, I can appreciate this smell even more. And I have to like tell myself, that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna handle this fantastic smell of pie when I'm starving. Wow, I can sure appreciate it <laughs> right now. Fair more enough. more than otherwise. And quickly leave. Okay. Yeah. What about you? So before we last year we, we got a they asked us to do, you know, a group of guys asked us to do XS90, and I just wasn't ready. I just felt like... I, I was the same way. I, I wasn't I interested like I was, last year. I wasn't called to it at that time. I felt like I, yeah. also I may not have been spiritually prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand why that is now. Through the, the meditations that were, you know, the daily hour and things like that that we do every day, I was like, I, I realized the other day, one of the benefits of Exodus 90, like the last couple of weeks for, for me and my family have been really hard. They've been, I mean, not to get too personal, but I've been traveling a lot, which just puts a lot of strain on, on the family. Uh, we've been sick. We've had some issues, you know, just some, some personal issues that we've been trying to work through. Yeah. Um, and had I not had the, the regimented, uh, prayer life in, in place that Exodus 90 provides or the regiment in general that Exodus 90 provides, mm-hmm. um, I would be a, a little bit more concerned with how I would be handling some of the things that are happening in my day-to-day life. Right. And so I realized the other day in, in my, you know, reflection, you know, I was, it came to me, my understanding that if I would have done it last year, I, w- I may not have had this opportunity or it, uh, what's happened in my life maybe may have put me off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having this regiment has really kept me focused on some of the things that, okay, just because this is happening isn't throwing me completely off, off the rails. I feel like that it, it, had I not be on this, you know, maybe my prayer life would have suffered a little bit more. Um, I think that maybe my attention to, to my wife or kids may have suffered a little bit more. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what the ramifications would have been had I not had this. But I've had a lot of things that have hit me recently that have uh, not been easy uh, with worker life and everything else. So had I not had some of this, I think that it could have... It, it's been a blessing in that aspect. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I'm, I'm really grateful for that, that I'm doing it now, uh, this time instead of last, last year, because I may not have done it this time. Yeah, because I don't really want to do it next year, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. That's it, that's true. Like, I don't um, know if like, I if I'll be doing this two years in a row. Right. Uh, so it, it is hard. The food for me isn't a big deal. Uh, I I'm not a like I, I enjoy food, but mm-hmm. that's not something that I I get worked up about. The not eating is not hard for me. It's the not eating what you want. Pie. Like I came home on Friday, and the girls all were eating. Uh, like what is it when you take like chocolate pudding and oreo like mud pie mm-hmm. you know that mississippi mud pies yeah like oh my gosh yeah i See, wanted one so bad uh i've i've enjoyed not um i've saved some money by not drinking uh, beer as much you know yeah. I, I used to have you know a craft beer night or something like that and i'm not doing that anymore so i've saved a little bit of money there um, i thought that would be my the thing that i missed the most not at all yeah, that's one. That's one. I think that that I've missed quite a bit, and I think that uh, the social media has been has been a tough one because we run also, you know, the Saint Michael Radio and the the Catholic Man Show on on social media. So I've had to try to figure out how do I stay present there without getting too personal in things. Right, because you still have to post stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, but you know, that's your work, so that's different. Right. Um. So I I I really like the aspect. I think I've uh been blessed to have a really strong anchor. Ken Sabbath is, is my anchor, so he checks in with me every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a really good job of, of, of following through with that, so I think that's been really good. Because I haven't been able to go to the, the, the weekly meetings either, so that's been tough for me. You know, Yeah, because you've been traveling. I've been traveling so much, so I've, been, I've missed the fellowship, I've missed the fraternity, I've missed um, being able to talk with other guys like, hey, I've been struggling with this, or can you pray for me for he, you know, with this? Right. I haven't been able to do that. So yeah. I can see how a lot of guys who may try to do this on their own without a group of guys around yeah, it's them... a terrible idea. We, we, well, I mean, it, it's doable, but I, I can see how much harder it is because mm-hmm. y- you don't have that fraternity around you yeah. to, to check in with you, to make sure it's easier to slip. Like it's easier to not do things just because it's like no one else is checking on me. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. So that's. I, I think there's been pros and cons. I think it's been tough, but overall, I am really glad I'm doing it. Like yeah. I really do have. I can tell more freedom, an interior freedom that I did not have before. I think that it's helped my my prayer life with my wife and and, yeah. and been able to. I mean, we got rid of our TV as well, so that's been nice. I've been reading a lot more, so that's been also a big benefit. So that's what I have. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus.